You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me, save that thou art. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we made it. We got here. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been a journey. Um, the, the Lord uh, has placed people in my life. This year, I've heard this more than I've heard it in past years. More people have said to me in the last week, I can't believe it's already Christmas. Which is funny because we had more time between Thanksgiving and Christmas than we usually have this year. And yet, lots and lots of people have been saying, I'm just not ready. Um... And I don't know if your house is like ours, but we start with grand plans a little before Thanksgiving of how we're going to be ready for Christmas when it arrives. We're going to be done with all our shopping. We're going to be done with all our cooking. We're going to be done with all our letter writing and our card addressing. And we're going to have them in the mail and we're going to... We're going to do a lot of things. (laughs) And then we get to Christmas Eve and it's like... "Ah!" been tough. And I've heard that from a lot of people. Maybe my daughter. My daughter said to me, I can't believe it's almost Christmas. It happens to all of us. We're, we're none of us prepared as we'd like to be coming to this day. And that includes spiritually as well. I had great plans for my devotions this Advent. Advent is the season of preparation for Christmas and I had great plans for all the things I was going to do and read uh, during, during this time. And um, then I needed to install a dryer. Michael helped me with that. And then the electricity went out in part of my house. And then we got flooded. And, um, and then people got sick. I didn't expect to get sick and all the things that happen in a pastor's life. And I get to Christmas Eve and it turns out that I got some of my devotions done. <laughs> but there was more planning than there was actual preparation. Just not as prepared as I wished I was. And this is true of all of us. We're not prepared as we should be to meet the Christ child. But it's not just true of us. It's been true of people in every age. In 1863, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, um, who was a professor of poetry and a poet, um, Got a, he, he'd been through some personal tragedies. His wife had died recently. And then he got the unwelcome news that his son had run away from home to enlist in the Union Army. And uh, this just shattered him. This was at the time of year that we were getting ready for Christmas and he composed a poem called The Christmas Bells. Um, and it just... It's, it captured the discord he felt hearing the hymns about peace and the Prince of Peace that the church was singing even as the guns of war were already blazing on the battlefields. And that poem has been set to music at a couple different melodies and I want to sing just two verses of it for you tonight. 
I heard the bells on Christmas Day Their old familiar carols play And wild and sweet the words repeat Of peace on earth, good will to men but in despair I bowed my head There is no peace on earth, I said For hate is strong And mocks the song Of peace on earth, good will to man He saw that the world was not prepared for the coming of the Christ child. And it was true in the world that Jesus was born into. The Roman Empire, much like modern day America, was a place that had unparalleled prosperity in world history. And with that can come, well, and arrogance and a self-delusion. They proclaimed over all the world the Pax Romana, the peace of Rome. That peace was bought at the cost of constant bloodshed. The bloodshed of young men on battlefields as territory was acquired or retained. The, the blood of the slaves and the serfs who made up and generated the wealth of the empire and lived lives, as Thomas Hobbes said, that were nasty, brutish, and short. The blood of children who were simply cast out, left on rocks, exposed to die when they came at an economically inconvenient time or, as we hear in the story of King Herod, who killed all the children born at the same time that Jesus was born, whenever they were a threat to somebody in power. And the people of God were no better. They were no more prepared. They lived in that territory occupied by Rome. But some of them were collaborators with the enemy trading away their soul along with their integrity piece by piece, day by day as they cheated their neighbors in order to get a little ahead themselves. People who had taken and mixed with the word of God and the faith of Yahweh all the other stuff that they'd heard in the empires called syncretism blending together those religions so that the word of God was muddied and diluted and lost. Perhaps because they figured if it wasn't really the word of God anyway, it had been delivered by human prophets, maybe they just wrote the stuff. They weren't prepared. There were people who believed that God had stood at an infinite distance from them. That God was done speaking with the prophet Malachi. It had been about 400 years since a prophet had arisen in Israel. Or that maybe God didn't even exist. Psalm 14.1 says, The fool believes in his heart, or says in his heart, there is no God. 
Well, the psalmist wouldn't have written that if he hadn't heard it floating around Jerusalem. (laughs) The people of God weren't prepared for the coming of the Christ. For when he arrived, he would require things of them that they couldn't believe. He would require them to return to the worship of Yahweh. They would require fidelity to God's word. The Messiah would call them back to faithfulness. And worst of all, he would command them to embrace those Gentiles over there who they were convinced were outside the care and love of God. He would even tell them to pray for their enemies. As for those enemies, these Roman Gentiles, they would be called by the Christ to give up their child sacrifice. They would be called to faith in the living God and away from their idolatries. And most of all, they would be called to humility to learn that they could not manage peace on earth by their own machinations, political or otherwise. But they would have to give over a politically induced or a militarily enforced peace for the peace of God which passes all understanding. A peace which transforms people from the inside out so they can really make a difference in a hurting world. They weren't prepared for the coming of the Christ. And that's the best news of all. It's the central message of Christmas is that God didn't wait until we were prepared for Him before He came to us. Emmanuel, God with us, He broke into the middle of exactly when we weren't ready for Him. The only people who came to see the Christ that night were the poorest day laborers around who had nothing on their agenda for the night except for patient watchfulness to make sure that no predator came and stole a sheep. They were attentive enough to hear the angel voices and come and worship this babe in a manger. But pretty soon the words of that child would have more impact on the world than all the words of all the philosophers or sages who have ever lived. And his one sacrifice would mean more than all the sacrifices of all the soldiers on all the battlefields throughout all of history. For his sacrifice would restore peace between us and God. See, in the Roman system, the soldiers die for the king. But in God's kingdom, the king dies for the soldiers. So that they can be restored to communion with him. We weren't ready. But Romans 5.8 says this, that God proves his love for us Because while we were still sinners, He sent Christ to die for us. This is the God we praise this night. This God who does not wait for us to be ready, but instead breaks into our darkness with His own imperishable light. And Professor Longfellow recognized that too. 
as his poem continued, there's a couple of stanzas reflecting on the cannons that would be soon shooting at his son and the difficulties of life in this world. But here's how the last stanza goes. Then ring the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor does he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail. With peace on earth, good will to men. This is the God we worship this night. That we proclaim all the year long whose coming we trust. Will you join me for a word of prayer? Gracious Lord, thank you so much for coming for us before we were ready. Help us now as we hear the message of your birth as we trust in your sacrifice for us to draw us ever back to more faithfulness toward you. All the plans we've had that have failed us, Lord, we ask you to give us new plans that make us ever to walk more faithfully and closely with you who are forever Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Sleeping thy presence, my light.